Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowlology Report. Damien Fleming here. I'm joined as always by a man, geez, he's been uh, flicking up the frequent fly points over at the IPL. Played for 38 T20 teams, Australian um, double century scorer, Bradley Hodge. Flemmer. Good to be back for the Bowlology Report. It's been a while. It has, hasn't it? I've, I've generally missed it. Um, I can't even remember the last time we were sitting here. I tell you what, you will um, remember it. Just just before I get in here, though, when I I typed in your name and I looked up, and the, one of the first things that come out was IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, and on it, it's got all about Bradley Hodge, where you Sandringham, nineteen seventy four, nicknames the Dodgeball Hodgie. Uh, I just couldn't believe on a on a movie database that had everything there, and it said your one show you've been on was Bert's Family Feud. <laughs> Do you remember that? Was that Bert Newton's Family uh, look, Feud? I, I can't even remember actually. I'm, I'm not sure if I must have gone on there as one of Dean Jones's friends. I think something like that, maybe for a Cricket yes. Victoria thing. Maybe when in that sh- time it said mid nineties. It must have been when we were wearing those shorts. Maybe something like that. But... Hey, just quickly, I'm in here. The bush rangers are gone. I didn't have it as an agenda item. Oh my word! Yes. But Victorian cricket is now known as Victorian cricket, male and female. So the yep. bush rangers and the spirit are, are gone as nicknames. How do you feel about that, oh, Bradley? Devastating. You're a bush actually. rangers legend. Well, I think it's uh... you epitomised the bush ranger spirit more than everyone. Yeah, because you used to rob a lot of blokes. <laughs> Um, used to rob a lot of bowlers economy race. That's what I used to do. I uh, I feel sad about it actually because I think that we were actually part of those that group that actually started. You know, went through it. Um, I remember there was an online, not online, there was a thing in the Herald Sun back then about yeah. choosing you know which brand or logo you want to go for. What name for us? Because normally it's an animal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, Victorian reindeers. No, no. no, that probably wouldn't. Don't know, but, much, but the Bush Rangers was cool. And look, the thing that I, I like about it is that most of the young kids resonate to, to the Bush Rangers. Yep. That, you know, they know stars, renegades, but also they know the Bush Rangers. Well, you call them the Bushies. Yep. Um, but look, it's gone. It's, it's... So what are we known as now? Cricket Victoria. Well, Victoria isn't Cricket. A, isn't that an exciting brand? Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's, back, I mean, it's what we were known as pre Bush Rangers. Yeah, but, but we were crap before then. We were better we were, as the Bush Rangers. Actually, I think we've won a lot of shields. 
And True. haven't we? And you guys dominated T20 cricket when it yeah. came out. Although we were called Victoria then. I think we were called Victoria. Just the mighty V, I suppose. The mighty V. The big V. Yeah, big V. Bring it back for the footy. Um, hey, I looked up my... Inter- yeah, did you remember that, Bert Newton? I, I, you say don't I don't. No, I'm assuming it's Bert Newton. It might not even be Bert. I, I guess it was Bert. He was pretty big back then. Um, I looked up my internet movie sure database. sure you didn't get David Saker confused with Bert Newton? They had a similar structured did. face, didn't they? It's only the... Actually, did Sakes go full plugs <laughs> upstairs? I don't know. I don't know. He might have actually. He but he has got, still got the facial He's hair. got the goatee. Look, tell us about yours. Anyway. No, mine was, geez, mine was, it was extensive. They, they've gone with the movies, Slumdog Millionaire. Um, they went with Neighbours. Right. Uh, thank God you're here. Were you actually you in Neighbours? What are you, are you joking? I was on it last year. <laughs> and, and I thought I did really well. It was Sorry. yourself, Shane Watson, right. who we'll talk about a little bit later. The legendary Meg Lanning. And okay. obviously, I had to coach them to through it a little bit because yeah. they haven't done as much um, internet movie database stuff as I had. Um, so I was, and everyone gave me a rap afterwards. And yeah. then when they announced it, they go on oh, and Damien Fleming in a cameo. Right. And I looked up cameo; it means one off. <laughs> I thought I was going to get a regular gig That's a bit as stiff. a school teacher yeah, or something like that. Yeah, if you like actually that. did your job, you'd be hoping for a, a sequel for sure. Thank God you're here with the working dog boys. What's that one all about? I had a reoccurring skit where they believe um, sports people, in particular cricketers, um, will promote anything if they're paid for it. So they had me out um, at mm. Australian Synchrotron out there at Clayton right. um, selling nuclear energy. <laughs> I was at the Werribee <laughs> Sewerage pl- uh, Park. Yeah. Um, so that, that was good fun. And there was one called Squeeze on the SBS. I could barely remember that, but I remember rocking up and do you remember an ex-Sydney Swans player, Dale Lewis? Yes, of course. Louis. Dale Lewis, yeah. And he said one of the funniest one-liners I've, I've ever heard. And, and there was a few older comedians on there. And he go, and he rocks up and he rolls his eyes. He goes, great. Now I know where old comedians go to die. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made the producers feel good, I reckon. For sure. And the last one there was a bit of a low life for me. Australia's brainiest cricketer. Yep. Remember there was a show, Australia's brainiest, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my word. So we did a practice of that, and I actually won it. So I went, oh, here we go here. Cool. And Who are you up against, though? We had uh, Henry Lawson, who's an Henry's optometrist. Co- yep. You know, very smart. Mm. Um, Greg Blewett. I'd always back myself against Bluey. Yeah. Good afternoon to you. Uh, Rodney Hogg. So I backed myself against Hogg. You're going to be Hoggy, yep. Um, Paul Rifle. Uh, I was a bit worried about Pistol. Uh, Pistol was never that attentive to other things. Greg Matthews. I reckon I had Moe covered. You'd think so. You'd hope so. I so. Had a, live on air, I had a shocker. I was out in about the first round. But uh, it was hosted by Sandra Sully, who's now still doing wow. Channel 10 Isn't News she? Now, and a lovely lady, very witty as well, because Greg Matthews, as mm. you probably know, always trying to just yeah, put yeah. her off a little bit, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. And she just looked up and at one stage and looked up to him and goes, Greg, whatever you're taking, take half next year. <laughs> Boom. So That's Sandra Sally, uh, Greg Matthews, caught and bowled by Sandra Sally. That's good. Uh, yep. Well done, Sandra. She's just, pretty switched on. She would have won that. That's yeah, just smart. Very, very cricketer, but she would have won the brainiest uh, TV presenter award. Okay, we're talking about movies and TV series. What about this for a script? Since our last um, biology report with the now retired Bobby Quiney, um, yes. the man who made the greatest nine on debut ever, 
Would you believe this as a movie script? We'll do a cricket movie, um, Australian cricket team on tour. Um, there's it's a very vicious tour. It's toing and froing, competitive, and uh, it gets to a stage where the Australian cricket team decide that they have to win this series and they'll do anything to win it. Take some sandpaper out in the middle to uh, help that ball swing around for the big quicks. And um, here we are two months later and uh, Australia used to have a coach called Darren Lehman, a captain called Stephen Smith and a vice captain called Dave Warner. And now they are all gone ski. And an opening batter. And an opening batter. Called Cameron Bancroft. He might not have lasted that long anyway. He probably needed a few runs, Cam, mm, but he's got yep. the opportunity to... So, 12-month ban. Um, yeah, it's because it's unprecedented. People ask you, is it harsh? And, well, we don't have anything to go against, but I, I always thought it was harsh. I, I would have been happy with nine months. And the ones that's frustrating me is they're going off to play. I think Stephen Smith's playing in the Canadian T20. Mm, yes. Dave Warner and Bancroft are going up to Darwin, which isn't a bad thing... They get some cricket and obviously promotes cricket up there in Darwin. But yep. I don't want them playing these peripheral tournaments. I actually, and there was talk of them going to county cricket. I want them to play shield cricket. Well, actually, play shield cricket. Imagine the young bowlers having to bowl to Stephen Smith and and Dave Warner for New South Wales. It, it's still hurting the guys because they're not playing for Australia. But I, you know where I'm getting at. I'd rather yeah, play I get state it. cricket. I get it, and it's it's an incredible movie script actually, and. Uh, I guess the front and centre captain Steve Smith, who'd be the leading cast member, um, the opposite cast member in Faf Duplessis has actually been done for something Twice. similar as well. So um, look, tough times it and was. That, and that's the that's figure. the hard penalty, isn't it? Even talking to in the IPL to overseas players, um, got to commentate. You know, Kumar Sankakara and Scotty Storis and that, and particularly Kumar was saying it's pretty common knowledge um, ball tampering. Gets done by every team. Every and, team, and, and, I'm, and you might know more than me, being more current. But just even by the way that you're throwing the ball in from the outfield, making sure you're banging it up, that is tampering with the ball. Yep, it's so standard every practice. team's doing it. Every team, it's common knowledge that if you field it long off and long on, you deliberately have to throw the ball into the uh, central wicket area to scuff the ball up before it bounces in. To the winger keeper. That's just common knowledge. And you'll see the umpire tell the fielder off every time he does it with no penalty. Um, this is a tough penalty. There's no doubt about it. Uh, look, I was I was just at the IPL and, and not having uh, David Warner there for the Sunrisers Hyderabad was, you know, hard to swallow. Uh, Steve Smith not captaining Rajasthan Royals. It, it was a bit of a letdown actually not having those two players there. However, um, you know, someone put down a penalty and, and unfortunately they have to um, embrace that penalty and they've done that pretty well. I'm with you on the fact that I'd love to see him play Sheffield Shield cricket. I think that's actually giving back to Australian cricket more so than anything because most of the cricket Australian contracted players, if you're playing 15 test matches a year, you're not wanting you're not to actually play in Shield cricket. No. So this is one of an opportunity where that actually can give back work with these young kids from New South Wales who haven't been great in the last couple of years, blood the youngsters and get them up to speed. And, and I think that's a great way to feed back into cricket. Yeah, well, it's not happening, but that would be my suggestion. <laughs> um, and, and with this movie, this nightmare, uh, Sandpaper Gate, what can we call it? Um, what can we call it? Star Wars, Sandpaper Wars, something like that. 
I I suppose the one that. What about brush with your balls? Because that's where Cameron end up putting the sandpaper, didn't he? Brushy balls. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, because Spaceballs, that was a quite a mm. funny film. Um, Mel Brooks there. Well, if there's a happy ending, it's it's obviously the new Australian co- uh, captain, I'll say first. We'll get on to the coach, Tim Payne, who, as we've talked about throughout the biology report, you know, less than 12 months ago, was taking a job at Kookaburra. <laughs> Retiring to take a job at Kookaburra. He's been brilliant as a player. His keeping and his batting has been phenomenal. So I think the the captaincy is, even though it's a surprise, in in pretty good hands there. That that's the, I suppose, the one positive story out of it. What about the um, Justin Lang appointment? Pretty, yeah, it's like, it was like a half folly. Yeah, I think it was standard. I think that was always going to happen. And uh, I think with what's happened in the past, and they're questioning, you know, people's morals and ethics. I think Justin's the one person which can come in and. And clean up. I listened to his uh, interview over there in India while it happened back here. I really liked the things that he had to say about you know Australians becoming more aware of other people around them and and you know accepting responsibility. You know, becoming good humans just as much as becoming good cricket players. You know, I, I think we all know that about Justin. I think that's one thing that he's taught. You know, the Western Australians especially who are in a bit of a dark place. And manage to clean that place up, and and you know get the best out of a lot of individuals. And I think that he's going to do a similar thing here. He was always, I think, in time going to take over from Lehman when Lehman was ready to step aside. So I think this blooding has actually you know been pretty good. And there's a little bit of you know they're doing a couple of different reviews, Cricket Australia. So interesting the findings there. There was talk of well, how can they appoint a coach before that? I, I reckon if they, once they've done all their reviews and they looked at all the candidates, I still think Justin Lang would have got it. Of course he so would So I think they've just got a little bit of the um, middle work out of the way and, and appointed it early. And, uh, you know, he gets to... And this is the interesting thing for me, Hodgie, is um, talk about who's coming back in. You know, Smith, um, you know, Bancroft. Obviously, Dave Warner's has taken a lot of the heat for this. But Langer gets to set up his culture and his team. These three boys have to come into it. And I think they'll they'll come into it and accept it pretty easily. Yeah, look, I think they will. Uh, look, I think one thing you don't want to take away from the Australian cricket team is that they're, they're a tough cricket side and always have been and always will be. Um, you know, ever since the days of Bob Simpson and Alan Border leading all the way through till today, we're tough cricketers. And we play hard, and we generally play fair. Um, I don't think we want to ever lose that aspect of how we play our cricket. Um, we want to play hard. We want to be competitive, and, we, we, and we're winners. We, we like to win as well. So, you know, I think Justin will certainly, you know, he knows the, the essence of the baggy green cap and wore it with, you know, a lot of pride himself. Oh, he's a fantastic player. So, great, great teammate as well. 100%. Um, and it, look, he'll he'll be able to set that tone well, and these guys will filter back in. I think this has just more been a generalisation of where cricketers are at in general with their life and where they sit in the cricket bubble. I think this will be a, you know, Justin be able to open their eyes to getting outside that cricket bubble, knowing that there's other things around you that are more important than just making sure that your grip is the right colour on your yep. cricket bat. Um, or which, the right weight as yeah. you sandpaper your bat. It's the right. Were we banning sandpaper? What, oh, what would that do for Mr. Cricket? Mr. Cricket had to have it to the right ounce. Who actually had the sandpaper at the ground? The do we know that? They had sandpaper in their bats. Right. They're that pedantic about it. 
that they, you know, it's just a little bit. I know you probably weren't, but I, I know Mr. Cricket that. and batsmen like that. I think Cam Bancroft appeals like that type of cricketer. You know, everything has to yeah. be ticked off. Yeah. Um, but with um, uh, actually, something happened the other night. Google Gilly. What did Google do? Adam Gilchrist. We know that he's probably one of the most famous men in the world. Yes. He, he was asked um, on back page Fox Sports. Um, what type of cricketer when Justin Lang is looking for and, and he's saying that JL's got four daughters and yeah. his philosophy is when picking the team would I want this player to date one of my daughters right jeez how, how many in your heyday and when you debuted in the Victorian team how, how many uh, guys would Justin Lang have picked from that team not many there were some dodgy blokes wasn't there no and to be brutally honest, I, I wouldn't have wanted. I reckon just I Jota, to Jeff Allardyce. I actually wouldn't want to date Wayne Stillman's daughter, would I? No <laughs> chance. No way. <laughs> but being in the era that we were going through and going out a fair bit, I, I don't think uh, Justin would have picked probably you and me. Um, no, and no Aunt Harvey and no uh, chance. And Dino, so and Merv Hughes, actually, Mickey can, Lewis, David Saker. I, I'm thinking it might have just got down to Jeff Allardyce and, and Wayne Phillips, Rowdy. Well, he's not picking them either, so um, not. there's not a lot to pick from. And well, is he looking for good cricketers, or is he looking for people to date his daughters? Well, I think he wants both, and he's got high standards. And, right, right. Um, good luck with that. Well, I he'll think. be on tour enough, so as long as he takes. Jeez, he'd be disappointed. Pat Cummins is injured for this tour. Yes, we love because I reckon absolutely six foot. I've got a couple of daughters, and Patty's that. And they love Patty. Patty'd be my choice. They as love well. Patty. Yep. Um, so opportunity, Australia's playing uh, England these one days. So with no Smith and Warner, it does give opportunity though. That's the positive of this, isn't it? And if we think yep. we've got a lot of depth in Australia, um, the squad, Payne, Finch, Agar, Carey, Hazelwood, Head, Lyon, Sean Marsh, Maxwell, Jai Richardson, Kane Richardson, Richo Boyce, Darcy Short, Stan Lake, Stoinis and Ty. So... Does that mean it open up pretty much for Darcy Short to to open up with Finch? It, yeah, it, it might. I like the thought of Alex Carey still opening, even though that Tim Payne's the keeper and got the gloves. Um, we've seen you know Matthew Wade do that as well. Uh, I thought Carey was excellent. I don't mind the fact that Travis Head might even go up there and has done it in the past. I think he scored a hundred opening. In yeah, Adelaide he did Oval. at Adelaide Oval. Um, look, there's a few choices. Um, Marcus Thornis might even bat higher. You know, an opportunity to Darcy Shaw to be good. What it has done though is that we actually haven't been that impressive in one day cricket. Well, of, England flopped us over the yeah. summer. So this might be a real good opportunity just to start fresh and come up with a, a brand new game plan and tactics and and fire away and see how we go. Well, certainly opportunities for the, the bowlers as well because the, um, the the fiery trio of Stark, Cummins and Hazelwood, Josh just pulled out with um, a sore back. They're, not, they're saying it's not a stressy, but right. he's got back pain. So yep. um, he'll Probably s- a little hot spot or something, just, there, isn't it, if something happens. But I'll tell you what you are. If you're the English, English batsman, you can't. Thank God. We had enough of them over the summer. Thank God, until you look down the other end and there's a guy that's peering over the sight screen. Yes. His name's Billy Stanley. Billy Giraffe Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> We've always had good quicks. Kane Richardson's a good quick. Jai's super talented up and coming. Yeah, you know what I like? And Andrew Ty. And AJ Ty, so of course. He's, he's just stepped up nicely. You know what I like? I like the Nathan Lyons selection, actually. You know, just to, just to accompany uh, Ash and Agar, who I reckon is improved dramatically as a... As a 
as a white ball bowler. Yeah, I think he's always been a good cricketer. But Ashton Agar going over to England, you know, doing his cra- tra- uh, craft trade, whatever it is, um, over in England, I think Nathan will actually help him out with a lot of mentoring over there. So I think that's a, a really good selection. Yeah, it's, some, some people thought it was a surprise, but you remember that Gazzaline, he actually started in white ball cricket in mm. South Australia. Yeah, and look, I think people often see now that they're trying to get away from the finger spin and going towards uh, leg spin. But you know, my theory is if you're a good bowler, you're a good bowler, and you'll still present a lot of challenges for the batsman, and that's what Nathan's going to do. Okay, we'll uh, do another bowlology report around that one. Geez, it's a, it's a movie field bowlology report. Uh, there's a doco, the Al Jazeera um, TV network, uh, alleging they've done a doco, they've got... got people who are fixing matches, right. players and curators and blah, 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 and said maybe a couple of Aussies, a few uh, English players were, were about it. But um, what, so far we haven't heard is any names. <laughs> and, uh, until, Sounds... I, until I hear names... Um, I just think it could be made up. Yeah, it sounds credible, doesn't it? The Al Jazeera doco. Um, look, I'm not sure you can come out and accuse people of match fixing without any evidence or names. That's... In a drawn test match, the Australians were batting yeah. slow. But well, you're going to try. That, and... That's the purpose of trying to draw the test yeah. match. Well, you can't win, so you're trying to just block it out and take take time out of the game. Yeah, I don't know about Blind that one. I mean, could have chosen that. There is. I don't, remember that doc uh, footage that we saw. I think it was in Dubai. <laughs> you know, and it, these leagues are starting up basically backed by um, you know uh, betting types, and uh, they're not ICC sanctioned. And I'm not, not sure what the ICC can can do about them. But my, when I watch all these, and that and that was horrific, wasn't it? Blast oh, trying horrendous. to watch, uh, run themselves out yes. and giving them three or four chances to do that. Yep. Um, who bets on it though? Oh, someone's got to, if someone's making money, someone's losing money. Why would you bet on something like that? Oh, I've no idea. Uh, absolutely. Someone has to be betting on it for someone to win or lose. Um, and if it is fixed, then there's a lot of people flushing their money down the drain. Uh, look, you know, the ICC president, Richardson, come out and just quote, you know, he was quoted talking about you know, that corruption is an issue and we have to keep a big deal about it. Um, and that's good. I like the fact that they are policing it and continue to police it. I'm not sure that this is credible at all until you actually have some evidence. No. Um, so, you know, the Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera doco, if you're just trying to get a bit of airtime, congratulations, you've done it. And now push on to some real story. That'd be good. No, I don't, I don't think I'll be watching it unless <laughs> there's some credible evidence in that one. Um, Talking about um, good dramas or actions, um, the England cricket team taking on Pakistan, and they got absolutely whopped by by nine wickets. And um, we'll talk about Pakistan in a minute, but but England, they've just just some of their their team selections. They've had twelve opening batsmen with Cook since Andrew Strauss retired, and I think they've played twelve spinners since Graham Swan retired. And there were some signs, I thought, against Australia, you know, Milan and, and players like that um, had stepped up. But they've gone downhill in New Zealand and this one. And, and it's amazing to think that with Pakistan, right, that they play at home with Kookaburra Bulls yep. on flatter pitches in Australia, yep. don't get to play home test matches, and they can go over there and dominate like this. 
says to me that um, I think Mickey Arthur's running a pretty good ship there. Um, they're playing as a team. They've obviously got good skill, but they had a couple of first-class games. They had a test match against Ireland, so not bad preparation. But th- that's a whopping for England, an absolute whopping. It's an absolute whopping. And I think there's a lot of things which go down to the success of Pakistan. I think Mickey Arthur has started to run a really good ship over there. Um, they've got a good captain in Safraz, who you know looks to be Everybody's leading those really, guys. really passionate. A lot of energy. Absolutely loves it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, also the fact that they're actually playing the IPL, um, not the IPL, sorry. PSL. The, the PSL, which is getting a lot of people you know, outside of, you know, what people know out in Dubai. They come out, they play this great tournament. It, it breeds a lot of youngsters. Um, it's pretty tough cricket. And the standard there was actually awesome. The fielding was miles better well, than Big and miles better than IPL. I think the fielding ratio was like 90% taken. Catching, yes. The bash was low 70s. Yep. So to me, that says that you're actually working pretty hard off the field. So Pakistan must be doing a lot right, uh, you know, outside of the game, what we don't see. But congratulations to him. Um, you know, as Mahmood was there, he was just saying, pitch the ball up and you'll get results. That's exactly what they did. But I did. watched their attack, isn't it? I mean, Amir's a star. Did oh, you see that ball he bowled to Bearstow? Yeah. Yeah, it was just, just, it was the avenue of apprehension from Amir there. It was fantastic. Abbas picked up seven wickets. Uh, Asan's an interesting one. He's just an energy machine, mm. you know, and he bowls good outswingers. And yeah, they've got Yassi there as well. So in English conditions, it's, it's, a, it's a really good attack. And then you've got Shadat Khan, the, yep. the leg spinner. So yeah. if they, if they get into a day five dust bowl, well, they've got the best spinner as well. Yeah, we know that Lords never really turns or no spinners really do that well on Lords. So the one thing they are, that actually the flood of the wickets, the more dangerous they're going to actually be, Pakistan, yeah. I feel, because um, they're used to it. And they know how to manipulate, you know, wickets when the wickets are flat. So, look, I think England are in for a really tough series, actually. Yeah, I think the, the one that... You know, they'll have to scrounge is their batting. The PSL, there wasn't a lot of the young... And we'll get on the IPL in a minute. You know, there was a lot of good young Indian batsmen getting runs. It wasn't as such... One of the ones that really impressed me, he's out of the series now, Babar Azam. He's got a broken arm. He top scored with 68 not out. So they're going to have to scrounge. But with that bowling attack, they might not be chasing a lot. And and for for us, we've got the Ashes over there next year. These sort of performances, they, they give you a lot of heart as an Australian fan. But for England, like Michael Vaughan even suggested that they need to break up Anderson and, and, and um, Broad and drop one of them. I did see that. But I, I don't think... They're not the weakest link. No, you got a pretty... Their third uh... seamer is a weak link. Their spinner is a... I mean, you'd want to give um, Bess good opportunity. Like, he, I think he's averaging four wickets a first-class game, only 15, 16 games. He got yep. runs. So you give him time, but it, but it's, it's the batting, isn't it? They've gone back to Jennings, who's underperformed at test level before. Um, I just wonder whether they're disjointed. They're, they're opening up for the IPL now. Um, the T20s on Friday nights, whether it is a little bit disjointed, their preparation. Don't know, but I, I did see that Matt Pryor was fairly scathing towards uh, Michael Vaughan on the you know, breaking up of the two legend fast bowlers, you know, stating that that wasn't the issue. The issue is that we're two for 20 every time. Yeah. Um, and that, that indicates that they have gone through 12 openers. But I'd rather then. them get forced out by people coming up. Well, the thing is, what's what's being shown is if you're picking guys, 
that aren't they're getting the results of what they're getting in their county stints. So if you're averaging forty in county, you can't expect too much more from, you know, from uh, in test match cricket. It's tougher. It's harder. That's why it's called test match cricket. Well, even someone like Mark Wood, who I think would have been nice in the test series out here, his pace and bounce and skittiness. Twelve tests, he averages forty-one with the ball. Well, that's not good enough. Uh, I mean, we don't, half, we don't, we don't want to compare to our guys, but Stark is what. He'd be 29. Cummings is about 26. Hazelwood's around 26. They're sort of the numbers as a fast bowler. You know, you really want to to have anything under the 30s is is yeah, A grade, no, isn't it? No problems. Yeah. So they're the figures you sort of want to go towards, but um, it's tough. I mean, they're finding it hard. England. They've lost a bit of momentum. They've had a couple of players in the IPL. Does that affect your lead up? It. I'm pretty sure it does. Well, the you know? one guy that did form was Josh Butler hasn't played test cricket for a while and he come out of the IPL with not much well I don't think any first class cricket and, and got run so that was a bit of a punt that might have worked but um, we'll be um, we'll keep it on top of this series but um, they need to unearth some some quality batsmen that's the bottom line for England I think that the look they need to see they need to really have a look at um you know, the Division 1 versus Division 2 runs and where they pick their players from. I certainly know that Division 2 is a lot easier than Division 1. Um, and there's a reason for that. The better players generally seem to get, you know, win more often than not. Um, we might get a little biology report, Division 2. Tonight. Maybe, maybe. Um, I just know that there's Division 2... out of retirement? Yeah, they just haven't got the depth. So, you know, if you're making it, you know... Benchmark but you, you, over you'd hope you could get... But you know what? Um, you know, talk about uh, Usman Khawaja, um, or, and we'll talk about Joe Burns a little bit later here. But I'm backing Usman. If you play him this summer, I, I reckon you'll average close to fifty against oh, India and all that. Easy. So, um, and his troubles are overseas. For England not to be able to find batsmen that can score runs at home is the concern, mm, isn't it? Very much so. Yeah. We know it's always harder away, but someone like David Milan, his technique looks like it's better suited for Australia. It does. You know, back Absolutely. foot, play square of the wicket. Um, all right, we'll keep in touch about that. Now, um, very exciting tournament again, Bradley Hodge. You're back from it, and I was lucky to commentate the IPL, and it was the Chennai Super Kings defeating the... Uh, the Sunrisers, Hyderabad. I picked Hyderabad. I thought they might go all the way um, yeah. with their bowling lineup. But the, the star um, was my neighbour's colleague. I didn't look up all his internet movie database. That might be his only gig so far, Watto. But 117 um, in the final of 57 balls. He was he was not off 10, Watto. But I got the opportunity to watch him in the Big Bash, Pakistan Super League, and and IPL. So when you've got that opportunity, I reckon you're very much T20 cricket fit. And yep. when they needed him most, he didn't bowl in the final. He bowled pretty well through the tournament. Um, an amazing effort from a guy who has been, when you look at all the raw stats, he's been a superstar white ball cricketer his whole career. Unbelievable. He was, he was part of the tournament in, the, in his first year for Rajasthan Royals and then come 10 years down the track, he's part of the tournament again, I suppose, or close to it. Um, 117 in the final. Had a really good lead-in with Pakistan Super League. Mm. Played the Big Bash and did well. I think he was really ready for this tournament, actually, where in the past he probably hasn't uh, had that lead-in. He's now settled in his family life as well. You know, it seems like the kid's at an age where it allows him to do those sort of things as well, which is good. Um, 
hats off to him. Like, what an what an amazing performance to be able to go there and do that is just phenomenal. Well, amazing performance. What about the actual team, Chennai Super Kings? They've been out of the IPL for two years. Yep. They come in, they play one game at home, then they have to. Start, there was trouble there, political trouble, so they had to actually start playing their home games away, which is hard because I reckon you would have done. Or even I was hearing it, um, just commentating the IPL that they built a team on a turning Chennai Super Kings at uh, Chennai pitch, a lot of spinners. That that game plan has to go out the door a little bit. But the experience sort of come through. Dhoni as captain, Stephen Fleming as coach. Um, so did you think the best team won? I think it was pretty close in the end. When you actually look back and, and have a look at the way that Dhoni actually, I think he was pivotal in this whole situation to the fact that he fired at number six and probably won him three or four games off his own bat. Whereas when he was playing for the Super Giants, Pune, he actually didn't achieve that. So when he's come back into the yellow colours, oh, he he dominated attacks and won him a couple of games, which they shouldn't win. That's just leadership. That's just having a complete knowledge of your ability. And also, you know, he gets the best out of people. I think that I read that somewhere as, lo- as well, that you know, people respect that he will get the best out of you. And that's I think that's... A style of his leadership that just works. Very calm. Yeah. And a, a T20 cricket for me just seems frantic. It set plays. Um, it, if you if you're bowling and getting hit, you feel like you're rushed. If you've got a captain that's that looks really composed, I, I reckon that help you, particularly the young players. Yeah. Look, it does help. Uh, look, I think they just they went in. I think the the most exciting thing for Chennai is that you know, and Buddy Rowe do the top did really well oh, for geez, them. He smashed them. He absolutely smashed them, which made you know which made Suresh Rainer's job a little bit more easier. Um, and it just flows on and on and on. And I think they just had the experience, you know, all through that team just to be able to get the job done. They were probably the worst fielding side Yeah, in the I mean, that was the, the knock. But um, batting-wise and bowling-wise, they were first class. Yeah, first class. And you give and take a little bit, I suppose. We all want to have a good fielding unit. But what they did do is just... They they actually just caught the balls as well. If if the ball did go up in the air, the experience you just hold on to it. Um, ground fielding was probably questionable, but you know you, you take that. Uh, what about the sunrises? So you said Dave Warner a late out. Um, came Williamson certainly stood up. Certainly stood up. Wow. Um, he was setting the tone not just with his batting, but I thought his captaincy was proactive. His fielding was just at an elite level. So if you had one person to actually be able to replace, even though they were in the same team, but as captain, Williamson certainly was the man. Yeah, he was. He was outstanding, scoring runs, leading by example. Look, I think the one thing that Sunrisers have got is they've got Bhubaneswar Kumar, who's probably Gun. he's probably the best 12 balls open in the bowling in any T20 competition at the moment. And they've got Rashid Khan. I don't Gun. think that there's any side that doesn't have Rashid Khan in their 11, which is not going to be in the top two teams. I just think it's impossible. So we had a great series. What about his semi? He scored 34 of 10 balls, took three wickets, took two catches, one run out. But well, that, that's what you want from your imports. I mean, we'll get onto your team, Kings 11, Punjab, in a minute. But when it gets down to it, if the um, local players cancel each other out a bit yep. or vice versa, you, you want your, you want a couple of the imports to be superstars. Yeah, you do. One. You do. You need that. And, uh, yeah, we've seen the impact that he's had in, in Sunrise's Hyderabad. He also had a big impact for Adelaide Strikers when he was here. I think it's just a luxury for a skipper to have, you know, that X factor. So here's the ball, mate. 
you know, whether it be an informed batsman or a new batsman, um, he causes problems for everyone. Yeah, and he's the sort of one, I don't know what you guys went with, but you can see some teams, a bit like Narayan from KKR, is you go, well, if we can just get one a ball off him and not let him get a wicket, then that's a win. So then, then what's that? Six runs and over, happy days. But I just mm. found when they got a wicket, they just about every time they got a second wicket. Yes. The incoming batsman dried up, would try a shot and they're out. Well, there's not too many times you actually see Indian batsmen struggling to pick the ball and which way it's spinning. Um, and that's what he poses. His leg spinner does look similar to his wrong one, which is why he's so good. And the pace that he bowls, he can't step out. Just a phenomenal cricketer. And it looks like he's enjoying his cricket as well as a lot of the Afghanistan. Oh, he's competitive, are. though. Yeah. He's competitive. And one thing I like about Sunrisers as well, uh, Call, um, Sandip Sharma, when he came in as well, they all had knuckleballs. That was really trendy in this IPL. It's not an easy ball to, to actually learn. But straight away within one game, you saw all the quicks, besides Big Billy Stanley, yep. he probably doesn't need to. But certainly this IPL said to me, I saw more fast-medium bowlers with more deliveries than any other year. And good on them, because they need it. Absolutely. It did show up, actually. Um, you know, There was a lot more, actually, all-around IPL trying to execute them. Um, and it's probably going to take a year to get it right. Yeah, so maybe exactly. they've actually... Maybe they've done their homework a little bit better than the rest of the teams and, you know, developed these players into, you know, very good medium paces with lots of change-ups. Because if you're only bowling 127 or 130 with no changes, you're getting pongo left, right and center. No, you're the best supporting actor. You're, <laughs> not, you're, not, um, you're not the main show there. Nah, hey, what about Kings Eleven Punjab, mate? You didn't make the finals. It was pretty tight, really, from about fourth or third to all the way down to second bottom. Um who was, I mean, I can think of two hot players, KL Rahul opening yep. up, I think 50 or 14 balls in wow. either the first or second game. It was amazing. And then um, two hot bowlers, Majid, the 17-year-old Afghanistan spinner. Wow. How exciting them. And, and then AJ Ty, um, he's just gone a new level. He just looks that confident. Um, you know, you had the odd bad day, but, you know, what did he take? 24 wickets in 14 games, economy rate good. That's superstar stuff. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Uh, I think AJ was just outstanding for us in the tournament. Um, Mujib as a 17-year-old was was great. You know, to come as a young kid into an IPL and not even flinch as well when he had to do all the hard things of which the captain Ashwin asked him to do. Bowl in the power play. Bowl to the best batsman in the world. I think the one, the one thing that was... Of a great memory was when he bowled his wrong into Virat Kohli and, and knocked the middle stump That's out. That's right, yeah. And, you know, for a youngster to be able to deliver that to such you know, an exciting player like Virat and get him out was probably the highlight for a lot of us, actually. Um, especially a young kid looking up to Virat as a, you know Indian legend and legend Oof. of cricket. Um, this is a nice one to have in your cap. Overall, uh, though, Overall, runs, disappointing, runs, yeah. Runs, not great. Um, Gail got going. I yeah. looked at a couple of those ones, but uh, you know his output decreased as the tournament went on, and and a couple of imports like uh, Aaron Finch started with two ducks, and that sort of the newly married. It took him three innings um, to be married and get a run. Yeah, we were, we were asking for a divorce after the second <laughs> game. Actually, we were saying that the marriage is not working for you, buddy. So quickly get a divorce in and see if you can get back on track. No, we actually just couldn't get things going. We we probably had. Yeah, as pointed out there, four or five really good contributors and the, and the rest, unfortunately, didn't quite get going. And 
you know, you search for answers, you, you train hard, work hard, but, you know, I guess you, you either click or you don't sometimes in these situations. And if you get halfway into the tournament and you haven't clicked, then, uh, you know, you're really striving for something which probably isn't there. I just imagine T20 cricket, it's not a great form of the game to get into form. You just don't have time and, no. and you're against the clock the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and that's where I think these leading tournaments or other tournaments like Pakistan Super League or Big Bash can actually help. I think, yeah, the one thing, if you can go to the Pakistan Super League and play, you're actually playing on similar conditions, yep. whereas Big Bash, we, sh- we probably saw Darcy Short make a transition from Big Bash to India, and you know how tough it is, especially the first But it could improve him. Just on quickly on that, you know, Chris Lynn, we looked yep. at his figures that um, he, even though you wouldn't say he's a great player of spin now, it's improved since he's got into the IPL because yeah. Darcy Short, as soon as he, after his first game, they just bowled spin and, and, and really just doesn't have, he doesn't either have the way to accumulate against them to, to, to keep ticking it over or, or certainly, you know, he loves the pace on and using that bottom hand. Yeah. But when he's not sure which way they're going, it just creates doubt. No, I had a, I actually had a Kingfisher Ultra with Darcy while I was over there, and we just just talked. the one. I, I had a couple more than yeah. one. Um, I think he had one. Um, but we just talked about that. We were talking about the differences in Big Bash, where you might only face you know six balls of spin, or maybe twelve at best. Whereas... But a lot of them, you know, when they spin, you're talking about like Tom Cooper yes. and Joe Burns. Yes, you're not talking about Mujib. You're not talking yeah. about Ashwin or Axa Patel. Um, Chahal, you know, these guys are super supreme guns of what they do. And you're facing 18 balls, or potentially you're facing 18 balls. So, I mean, that's that's the one trick. But whenever you go over there to India in your first ever encounter, whether you play for Australia, whether you go for, you know, back then in the AIS Cricket Academy, it was tough. And you learn. And it's good to actually get the first one out of your way because you know you'll be able to conquer it, you know, as time goes on. And you'll learn about ways to score. And I think this has been a great thing for Darcy Short, actually. Um, just quickly on the Indian um, play. Like some of the imports were fantastic. You know, Russell and, and Narine. Jeez, I love watching him play. What about <laughs> just a bonus when you got him a couple of years ago and now he's opening the batting? How come your batting didn't kick on? I, I would open in the IPL. Yes, there you go. Not? I would bat like Narine. Why I want to bat like Narine. But the thing is, <laughs> when he does miss out... He's gone in two or three balls. Like, he doesn't waste balls, does he? And he's so hard. Like, you know where he doesn't want him, but you're only allowed two fielders as well. So, well, yeah, it's, it's, I think there's, a, there's an important point there that, um, you know, Robin Utapa picks up that slack, you know, at number three, if things don't go well. If they do go well, then it's all rosy, but you don't want to be two for five every time. But no. it's rare and, that he And Linny is. was consistent. Yeah. You know, he didn't rip it up like the big bash. You know, I think his strike rate was in the mid-130s, which is okay for any batsman. But with Lynn, we, we expected about 160, 170. But yeah. at least he got through uninjured. No, That's he did the main well. thing. He actually batted very well. Um, what about the young Indian bats? Like um, Pant from uh, Delhi Daredevil, 680 runs. Um Aya from Del De- uh, Dairy, uh, the Delhi Daredevils, I'll get that out. Samson um, from the Raw. So mm. there's some really good young Indian batsmen, isn't there? I think when you when people ask you about the difference between Big Bash and IPL, I think for me this is the one thing that stands out is that in any Indian Premier League you get all your big guns, all your tests, all your T20 and all your one-day players playing. 
And then you get guys like this that stand up and play ridiculous shots and make 684 runs. So none of these boys have played for... Um, Bishop Pan's played one T20 oh, game. Yep. Suresh has played a couple of T20s, maybe a one-day game. Sanju's played maybe one or two, but very, very minimal. Um, and you talk about the skill sets that these guys have. They're fearless. They're incredibly gifted. And uh, just you, it's just mind-boggling when you watch this talent and this skill just develop over time. Um, it's incredible. And they must, um, yeah, uh, it's got to encourage Indian cricket as well, hasn't it? Well, just the talent that pool's we've amazing. Got, we've got the next guys coming through. We had Marvy with his pace as well, like yep. under-19 player. You know, yep. I think he's got he's got something about him. And that bit of hot, but some of the coal, wasn't it? Like Ben Stokes, he was player of the IPL the previous year. Yep. Um, he couldn't get going at all. Uh, Maxi at, at the Daredevils, you know, yeah. not another, you know, a poor tournament from him. So... And you had Yuvraj, you know, at um, at Kings Eleven. So some of the the older, bigger names. Um, and and the the thing is, it just seems to be that same thing. You start badly, and it's really hard to turn it around. Yeah, you need to start well. You need to get yourself off to a good start, whether with the battle ball and and unfortunately, you know, the pressures come as well. The thing with you know, international players, especially and also Indian, is that. Yeah, your bench players are also quality. You know, they're really good players. And, uh, you know, if you haven't got any form, as as in term Maxi there, you know, you've got Jason Roy and Colin Munro on the bench waiting to take your spot. So it's a really tricky one, especially as manager or coach. It really is tricky to get that system right or that balance. And then, you know, you work out what you paid for Maxi, and you know, I think he was up around the $2 million mark. So... Yeah, as a manager or coach, you want to try and maximise. Yeah. You know, you've bought him for a reason and you want to try and maximise that investment. As Jeez, it must be hard. It's, yeah, it is difficult. List right. It is difficult, for sure. Um, so I, I actually was um, working for Star Sports. We had a really good time. We, we were actually in studio, a dugout. So we yep. were commentating off the TV. Um, you know, Dean Jones, Scotty Storis, Kumar Sangakara. Uh, David Hussey, those type of blokes. It was great. Brett Lee, Michael Clark, and we had a little demo zone as well. Yeah. I reckon there's some real future in that. Actually, explaining um, with the screen behind you, some Hawkeyes, and yeah, the knuckleballs, how to bowl it, and those shots there. But uh, we had some controversy when Dean Jones has now won two Pakistan Super Leagues uh, for Islamabad. Yeah. Um, but this year, commentating, he went to Alex. Ferguson, he was in a suit most of the time, and he had this little red book he used to take out at the drinks break and read it to him and all that. In the IPR dugout, it got stolen. It got stolen. Dino was frantic about it. Then all of a sudden, um, his red book, it's like a coaching Bible, basically. If you get that, you will win the IPL because he's won two Pakistan Super Leagues. All of a sudden, we couldn't find it. He wasn't happy. And then um, Dino's book actually ended up having its own Twitter feed that had actually been <laughs> stolen. Do we know and, who stole it? Uh, I don't want to mention any names, but, but no, it might have been a former New Zealand player. I, I think oh. Brad Hogg got accused of it. Okay. But um, it started that um, a bit like JP uh, Paul Getty. Um, you know, I think his nephew got yes. thing and they Take took him. off an ear. Yes. Well, the book started to lose some paper oh. and put some requests in there. So we'll get on to Dino. Hopefully he got that back eventually. 
Uh, what about the Aussie summer, mate? You're looking forward to that. There's obviously been some changes with the TV. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen your uh, your move into Channel Seven with Punter, which would be pretty cool. Um, oh, Fox, looking forward to it. Fox have got Google Gilly, so it'll be a battle of the Google heavyweights Gilly. between you lot, I guess. Uh, well, I don't know if it's going to be against us, but I'll tell you who's going to win is is the viewer. The viewer. I think is you're going to see two pretty good commentary teams there. You know, on Channel Seven. One thing that excites me, we know how big the Big Bash is. Yeah. You've played and dominated it and um, virtually commentated on the field. But, you know, to be able to do test matches as well. Like Channel 9 have done it since 1979-80. So to have that opportunity at, at uh, Channel 7 with uh, Ricky Ponting um, and co, it's I just can't wait. I just can't wait for that first day, first session. And, and it is a different commentary style, mm. you know, doing... Um, test matches to, to Big Bash. So I look forward to the challenge of just adjusting. And, yeah. um, you know, I find the Big Bash is particularly, it's almost set place, particularly in the second, at the in the first six overs and in, in the death overs there. But in test match cricket, we know it's a, it's a constant arm wrestle, isn't it? Yeah. And you've got to be able to um, give good analysis straight away or, or, or why something happened or, or predict over a period of time. So... But what about you, Bradley? You're no longer playing. Me? Surely uh, you've been in deep discussions. Have we got anything to announce here? <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe oh, next time. Okay. Maybe next time. Do you we'll want to do one happens. tomorrow? Well, do another I'm, one tomorrow? I'm still in negotiations with East Sandringham Career Club. So, we'll, you know, that's an important part of my summer. It um, definitely is. You so, know, are you going on? With East Sandy. Well, I'm not, but I'm just seeing whether okay. I can coach the under-14s Definitely. as well and, if, and and a few other things as well. So we'll see. We'll keep this space right. open, eh? I mean, Can we announce it on the Bowlology Report next maybe, week? Maybe, maybe. I don't think we will, will we? Maybe. Um, hey, um, Australia A was announced, so won't go through the whole squad. Mm. Going to India, no Maxwell, no Burns, who actually played the last test match in South Africa. Yeah, don't get that one. Um, I don't understand that. No, I'm not sure either. And they only came in because of the reasons we know why. So, But the next cab off the rank. Or, and, or are they first picked for the test team? Yeah, but I would have thought, mm, you know, particularly Maxi, who tended to play in the subcontinent, isn't he? Yeah. To actually, actually in that there. I reckon Joe Burns would be unlucky not to play that first test match. That's without any Sheffield Shield from yeah. him because I heard he was very close to being in the South African original, yeah. See, I'd like to see group. him. I'd like to see him open the batting. Actually, and he's another one that I reckon might get tested in turning conditions or seaming conditions. But I think in Australia, I'd be massively surprised if he didn't average over forty. If I he just played think, him the whole summer. Yeah, I think that he's just at the right age where he just knows he's going. Knows he's going. And he can develop at any stage. He's just coming into his prime, and I think Joe Burns will deliver for Australia when he gets a chance again. Okay, BBL. Some of the changes. James Faulkner. Ooh. Gone. Your back boy, to he's gone. Hobart. Fox, he's gone. I think he might have got a, a good deal down there and play in front right of his right. home crowds. Okay. The Duke, John Haystone, yep. has gone to the Sixers from the start. Seriously? I didn't even know that one. Yeah. The big I thought Duke's the Duke's gone. finished. No, no. Not, not in the Big Bash. So right. I reckon he, he might sign a two year deal, I think. And Nick okay. Manninson's obviously come to. Yep. The Melbourne so Stars. So we're just dealing with the Stars here because yep. all those three players are yep. Stars. I don't know anything about any other team. Okay. Well, I'm not playing. Oh, so you're out. So yeah, you're I'm, the, I'm out as well. Is there any salt and pepper renegade players? Yeah. Tommy Cooper, is no, he? No, no. Coops is a gun, mate. He's, no, I'm just he saying he's a 10-year deal. Um, oh, 
Well, Hoggy was there. He's so is Hoggy still there? He or must not? be gone as well because he was worse than me. Okay. So that's that was fair his feeling enough. in the end. Yep. Not very good. Um, they're, they're interesting. James Faulkner's an interesting one. Um, you know, he's been at the Stars he's the since finisher. the start. He didn't finish too much, to be honest, in the last year, unfortunately, for Jimmy. But he'll be able to go there. I think he'll have an impact at the Hurricanes. It's for actually sure. for both, of the, all three of those guys, actually. Um, you just want them to be to, to be fit. Mm. You know, hitting. I think Forks tended to have a little bit of knee trouble. Yeah. Hasto, I think, even admitted that, you know, retiring from the longer forms, it, it's actually a, a tough balance of getting enough cricket in before the enough quality cricket before the big bash and and for Nick Manninson we know his best is you know it's got yeah, a wow factor about it he has he has got a wow factor and maybe getting out of New South Wales might be a win for the it for might the help Stars. him I mean he only played Test cricket not long ago um, he must have some he, we all know he's got some ability uh, he just needs to get his game sorted out and and I. He's coming to the Bush Rangers as well, isn't he? No, he hasn't got a state kick. Isn't no, he? No, no state kicks. Oh, we should get him. The torch will sort him out. Well, I think the, the opportunity, I suppose, if you're going to play Big Bash, why not come and play club cricket here? Why not? Because I'd imagine it's a, it's a reasonable deal. Um, Actually, we're looking for a top order batter these Sandy. You might, we might get him. He might be the man. Actually, I might, I might go around because I've got myself <laughs> off the Stars board. So right. seven years, just thought, hang in there. Can we win it? Can we win it? Can't right, is that because you didn't get a Time flag? to go. Time to go. Time to go. Time for Move the boy plug. on now. I reckon Fair seven enough. years is about the right mark, I reckon. Okay. A, a guy that's finished up, um, A.B. De Beers. Can we see him in the Big Bash? 114 tests, 228 one days. You know he averaged over 50 in both. Yep. And in one day cricket, he's got the fastest 50, 100 and 150. And they're all against the West Indies. So what they won't miss him. My God, what a phenomenal cricketer he is. Just one of the most talented, gifted players I've ever seen across all three forms. Probably one of only a couple that can actually do it in all three forms. There is no doubt we'll see him in the big bash this year. Nothing sure in the world. He's probably, actually, I know where he'll end up. He'll end up the stars. Why? Because Faulkner's gone and Hastings gone. There's plenty of cash just right there. So... He get, might go your, straight onto the board. Get your green jersey ready, AB. Straight from the green of uh, South Africa to the green of the Stars. He's got wow factor, though, because just even in that last test series against Australia, when he got going, it was like our bowlers did not know what to do. And our bowler, mm. bowlers are fantastic. Was it they? Port Elizabeth, that 100? Was no, where was there. it? But, it was a, it was but there a, was a couple before that, wasn't there, yeah. where he just goes and... You know, it's a bit like Viv Richards and Brian Lara. It's just that wow. And and he showed it again in the IPL, wasn't yes. it? There was times in the IPL, you're just going, how does he hit it there? No. What about that catch he took? He doesn't miss hit it either. And he's only 34. No. So um, the T20 competitions around the world are going to say thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for coming. And there's gonna, there should be one lucky big bash team. They'll be lucky for sure, whoever they are. We need to be commentating on that. Uh, two new state coaches, Adam Voges, WA, Phil Jakes, New South Wales. You didn't put your hands up for either of those? No, not at all. They like you over there in WA. I would have thought I got a call, actually. Um, I would have sorted that, that stuff out over there. But Adam Voges, a lovely human being, lovely cricketer, and will fill the void from Justin Langer very well, I think. Also like the appointment of Phil Jakes. New South Welshman at heart. He'd coached Queensland already. Went to Queensland. Experience. Just had to leave for some uh, some family-type issues and found himself back in New South Wales. And 
I think he'll do a really good job. Okay, time now for the segment which every, um, I was going to say cricketer, but celebrity around the world just is shivering about. Well, a lot of them have got off social media, actually, because Hodgie gets them. So it's time. It's been a long time, Hodgie, too. It's the Social Media Self-Promoter Award. We need to do a leaderboard at some stage. Yeah. Um, what have you got for us, Look, this segment? <laughs> do you know what? I'll be honest, I've actually got nothing. Be- and I'll, I'll explain why. Okay, so for the last two months, I gave myself a, a Twitter, Instagram type of yeah, ban, so to speak. And the reason being is that if you're a head coach of an IPL team, I cannot show you how brutal some of the comments what? are. Positive feedback? No, very negative, actually. Very negative. You do get some credit for some positive, but... What percentage would be positive? Ooh. Probably three <laughs> percent. <laughs> so, um, it, I think look, that might be a smart yeah, thing by you. Look, I'll get the only back... time I'd flick it on is just as the last ball got one. You now, when Watto hits that six yep. at Genoa Super King, Stephen Fleming, okay, I'm back on social media. Yeah, well, I was. It just wasn't. Wouldn't have been good for my mental health. I don't think if no. uh, I had been scrolling through Twitter and Instagram. Most going of the time. forward, going forward, you're back. whoever's watch out next time. Watch out. Okay, Indian fans, particularly Kings 11 Punjab fans, your coach is back on social media. Yes. Make sure you give him positive <laughs> feedback, you 3% of Kings 11 Punjab fans. Oh, I've got one, and it's Dino's Red Book. And he's gone with how good is business class? He's actually a photo of him in business class. He's got some Bose headphones on <laughs> and he's at the front of the plane. So that's the first time we've actually given um, some votes, well, only votes, to, to a book. To and a book. To a man who's would be up in the leaderboard, Dean Jones. He doesn't get maximum votes. He gets little sneaky ones, uh, though, too. I think that if I'd have been scrolling on Twitter throughout this uh, IPL and dugout, Dino, I reckon, would have been pretty close. No, he was to doing a lot in the winning dugout. Winning by a long, long way. And just on that, a little bit of a self, oh, not self promotion, but Star Sports, who I did work at with. Yes. Um, they, they, geez, they had to do a lot of work. So they had the world feed that was covering most of it, but yeah. um, I think there was six different commentary teams in Star Sports. Um, Mumbai doing different mm. languages. Yes, they had us in the dugout, so it was just fr- uh, frantic. Um, but Sanjog and Gary Burchett used to work at Fox yes. Sports. Well, yes. well done to both of you guys and to everyone in there because it's such a big operation. I but think, yeah. what I like about Star Sports is you know you know they've obviously paid a lot of money, but if you're a cricket fan and like the IPL, if there's not some type of broadcast or language that you can't find, I don't think you're serious. No, <laughs> uh, look, it was a very good, it was a very good cast actually, um, Star Sports, and I, I, I did enjoy the commentary team. I actually had a couple of nights with your commentary team, which was pretty cool. It wasn't yourself, but it was Michael Slater and Matthew Mickey? Hayden. Yeah, yeah, yeah big we dos. Had, we had some good times. Uh, Dos broke out the Monte Cristo number twos and yeah. away we were drinking some red wine, have a good time. But that's as long as he's not playing James Taylor um, on the CD no, thing, no. I, I can I can no, handle wasn't. Big he was, Dossie. He was talking fishing and cricket. He loved it. Well, that's the biology report. It's been a while. Um, we talked. We hadn't done it pre South Africa, but that that movie um, we might have to add. Maybe you could do mm. a commentary role into your internet movie database. Bradley Hodge, Burt's Family Feud, back in 1995. Hopefully, we can add to that with whoever you go to commentate with this summer. Rest in peace to the Bush Rangers. Yeah, that's not good. Gone. Farewell. Never to be gone again. 
But we'll finish on a big night. Well done to the, uh, note the Chennai Super Kings win. Congratulations. And I reckon we finished with their champion. With his we go with Chami. No, we know his daughter was on The Voice. No. She, she didn't quite get to... Yeah, you would have been overseas. Ah. So, um, unfortunately, it didn't go all the way there. But well, I think we'll go with DJ. We better champion. stick with DJ. We'll be well back done. soon. Well See you, mate. Bravo. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.